I'm author and athlete Brad Kearns. Welcome to the Be Rad Podcast, where we explore ways to pursue peak performance with passion throughout life. Visit bradkearns.com for great resources on healthy eating, exercise, and lifestyle. And here we go with the show. Do not judge, do not defend, and do not argue. Ever, right, says Dave Rossi. What do you mean? Can we do that sometimes, Dave? Not if we want to be happy, right? Hey, man, how's your sexual function? Oh, uncomfortable talking about it? Look, we talk about our injured knees, our belly fat, so it's time to get focused on function. I want to tell you about Gainswave. This is a cutting-edge protocol where a handheld device sends low-intensity shock waves into your penile blood vessels to stimulate a healing response and promote increased blood circulation and the growth of new blood vessels. A skilled practitioner puts the Gainswave magic wand onto your magic wand, and after a series of 6 to 12 very brief treatments, which are painless but extremely effective, you get real results. Gainswave reports an 80% success rate. Now, we know that popping pills is a popular penile protocol, but when you're working with clogged pipes, you just get a temporary Band-Aid effect when you take prescription drugs. Gainswave addresses the cause of age-related decline by stimulating growth factors and activating dormant stem cells. Translation, stronger, harder, more sustainable erections. I learned about Gainswave from my podcast guest, Dr. Judson Brandeis at the Brandeis MD Clinic in Northern California, and there's a robust network of Gainswave providers that you can find on their website near you. Complete a series of treatments, and the beneficial effects will last for a long time, especially if you eat and exercise well to promote overall vascular health. It's a tune-up for your equipment, and while it's great for ED, Gainswave is for any man that wants to combat the effects of aging and get a little boost for your A-game. So please visit Gainswave.com slash Brad. That's G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E dot com slash B-R-A-D to find a practitioner in your area, and you can take advantage of my special promotion, buy six treatments and get one free. You have nothing to lose and lots to gain from gainswave.com slash Brad. What could be better than a breather inspired by one of my favorite podcast guests and close friend, Dave Rossi, and it's a checklist to evolve to the next level of personal growth and self-awareness. Uh, he wants us to apply this checklist in as many conversations or situations as you can to move yourself eventually to the next level through hard work and repetition. So we're going to go through these uh, seven items on the checklist. I'm going to add some color commentary. And boy, it's going to be um, really easy to understand. I think easy to implement. It just takes a matter of awareness and practice. But uh, going by these uh, seven tips and perhaps replaying this podcast frequently, uh, if it grabs you, I love this stuff. And I think it's helpful to listen to over and over. So number one, let's say we have the example of a potentially contentious conversation with uh, your love, romantic partner, loved one, family, friend, or a work situation. Uh, number one is to stop and grab the moment in time at the onset of whatever stimulus it is, the onset of the conversation. This requires committed practice 
that leads to the construction of new neuropathways in our brain that allow us to stop and not react, not get triggered, but rather to process, plan, and think. Yes, it's a tough one. That's the definition of being triggered is losing your shit, right? And reacting uh, with an emotional outburst rather than keeping calm, cool, and collected, processing, planning, and thinking. Uh, one thing I will note here, uh, my observation is that um, uh, one of the good things about aging is I believe I'm making some progress in this area having been through situations 10, 15, 20 times, here I go arguing with my boss again about the same shit. And so on this one, I'm going to stop and not react, but rather process, plan, and think. So I think that wisdom, that expanded perspective uh, from getting older can be helpful here. But of course, at all ages, we can implement our skills and, and stay focused and grab that moment in time. I think it's absolutely critical, essential as a parent to model this type of behavior instead of getting triggered and reactive to process, plan, and think about an appropriate response. Uh, remember that it's sort of an unbalanced um, <laughs> encounter here because uh, somebody's a, a, a child or uh, an adolescent even, not a fully formed human with all the life experience and wisdom and perspective. And so you're obligated to keep your cool and to process, plan, and think rather than get into a reactive dysfunctional situation. And by doing so, you are modeling that behavior to your child so that they may rise up the rankings to become an adult and model that behavior to future generations. And this, in, in doing so, will break this cycle of dysfunctional family dynamics, dysfunctional communication dynamics in general in the world. Um, Dr. Deepak Chopra, a great philosopher, author, mind-body medicine expert, he contends that uh, society is doomed unless we turn down the violence. And when we hear a quote like that, usually we think, yes, we got to stop these wars in Ukraine. It's terrible what Russia's doing, whatever, whatever. But he also makes the point that violence exists at all levels of society and emotional violence inside a seemingly happy, well-adjusted, well-balanced nuclear family. But those little pot shots and side comments and dismissive comments by the parent or uh, disrespectful behavior, all these things are forms of emotional violence that need to be snuffed out if future society is to have a chance to thrive and, and go beyond. And so I love that uh, assignment to the parent. The parent is obligated to keep one's cool so that you can model this behavior <laughs> with uh, with difficult uh, parent-child dynamics. So that's just one example, of course, in love relationship. Uh, at least one party out of the two is obligated to uh, rise above dysfunctional communication dynamics and process, plan, and think about a response rather than go back into triggered uh, program behavior and emotional outburst reaction. Okay, so number two is observe the emotions. Determine the emotion and the thought driving it. I love Dan Millman's add-on here, uh, the great New Age author of Way of the Peaceful Warrior and many, many other similar follow-up books, where he instructs us to uh, uh, treat our emotions like the passing of the clouds, like the weather patterns. And so, hey, here comes some more dark clouds. <laughs> You're feeling angry, upset, anxious, whatever it is. A storm is coming but you have a little bit of distance. So you're not completely consumed by your anger, but you're injecting a bit of self-awareness. So you're kind of looking up into the sky, looking at those clouds and seeing that as your actual life 
and the anger which uh, which too shall pass, as the saying goes, and your emotions certainly shall pass. But if you can get a little distance away from the emotion by looking at it, observing it without judgment, and uh, determining the thought driving it. So um, anger is, uh, what's the, uh, the, uh, the saying is, um, uh, anger is, uh, sadness, uh, repressed or sadness is repressed anger. Sorry, that's backwards. And so we can kind of reason with these things and realize where they're coming from that will give you uh, more self-awareness. Um, so next on the list is accept things for what they are before responding. See how these all tie together nicely. So you're going to plan process uh, and plan process and think at first. And as part of that, you're going to accept certain things. This includes accepting others' views, our own lack of knowledge about a certain subject, other people's lack of knowledge about a certain subject that you happen to be a leading expert in. Uh, also accept the reality that it is very, very difficult, if not impossible, to change other people's minds. That includes your partner, your kids, uh, your coworkers, your friends, your family members. Uh, Mark Manson writes about this extensively, and I think we all owe ourselves uh, to heighten our awareness and accept this reality that changing people's minds is next to impossible because we formulate these fixed and rigid beliefs that we carry through our lives with a great intensity, holding on, gripping really hard. A great example, and I know uh, Mark writes about this in some of his newsletters and books, uh, is look at the political spectrum. So you're sitting down with someone on the opposite end of the political spectrum and engaging in a heated debate, and deep down, your, your dying wish is to change their minds. It's just not going to happen. The chances are near nil. So don't waste your breath don't waste your energy. And I've had to learn this the hard way when it comes to the uh, realm of health and fitness, where I've spent a lot of extra breath and energy and passion and intensity trying to reel someone in to my wonderful life of progressive health and diet and exercise and lifestyle fitness practices when they weren't necessarily interested or ready to receive the message. So Mia Moore likes to use that uh, insight. Someone has to be ready to receive before you engage with them. And boy, trying to convince someone into even something as simple as uh, evolving one's dietary practices to be more health conscious, not until they are ready to receive the message. It's almost like wait until someone raises their hand to engage with them. So here on this podcast, if you're watching, listening, I'm so happy to connect with you. This means that we can uh, go on this journey together. We can fight the battle against the, uh, the, the unsavory forces of conventional wisdom and conventional society and try to do something better and envision a better future. But we are agreeing to connect here. And so that's what makes it so wonderful. Uh, but if someone is not ready to receive, and oftentimes we do this with people close to us where we go onto our lecture soapbox, uh, just remember with Mark Manson's confirmation that you are basically most likely wasting almost all of your energy. Um, so that is accept things for what they are before responding. And now we get into uh, the fourth one, which is do not judge, do not defend, and do not argue ever, right? Says Dave Rossi. What do you mean? Can we do that sometimes, Dave? Not if we want to be happy, right? Do not judge, do not defend, do not argue. Uh, remind yourself, do not judge others as well as do not judge yourself. 
and do not defend yourself. You do not need to defend yourself, Dave writes. Why are you defending yourself? Let's look at that for a moment. Is it to feed your ego? Quite possibly, that's one of the highest things on the list when people uh, are defending themselves. I notice that it's a reflexive habit that I have because I have a strong desire to uh, see the world operate in a certain way. I want things to be the way I think they should be. Therefore, I'm defending my point of view or my opinion uh, reflexively because I have such an incredible passion for everyone <laughs> to, <laughs> to live life the way that I think they should. Oh my gosh, what a terrible waste of energy and a way to become unhappy, frustrated, burnt out. Uh, so don't judge don't offend, and don't argue. Arguing is attempting to change someone else's mind. Again, let's check in for a moment and ask, why are you attempting to change someone else's mind? Are you trying to get elected to public office and in a debate against your opponent? Okay, that's fine. We've all bought into that. And if we're observing the debate, that means we want to be part of the journey too. But otherwise, there's a lot of wasted energy arguing with others. And you might have to check in and ask, am I just feeding my ego again by engaging in this argument? Uh, you know how families revel in uh, dinner table debate turning into a uh, destructive argument and they feel like it's just part of life. So let's go back to Deepak Chopra's quote and get rid of some of that emotional violence where things always escalate into argument rather than the productivity of a friendly debate and listening to other people's point of views without necessarily trying to force them to change your mind so that you can feel whole and feed your ego. So that's do not judge, defend, and argue. Next, check in with your real self and do not respond out of your conditioned self. And I assume conditioned self is talking about, uh, as Bruce Lipton details in Biology of Belief, um, we operate 95 to 98% of the time from flawed subconscious programming. So we're just kind of uh, triggered in every way, just going through life sort of in zombie mode, as he described on our podcast together. And so your conditioned self is what you always say when <laughs> a comment comes up about whatever, about the weather, uh, about something of a personal opinion or a conversation you're having. Instead, you want to kind of uh, just get get uh, present and mindful and realize what's going on in real time rather than responding out of your conditioned self. So uh, do not respond with a fear of the outcome. This, I think, is great advice for all areas of life. I've talked about this a lot in the perspective of my athletic career, where I had to work really hard to release the attachment of my self-esteem to the outcome of what I was doing. And when I was able to do that, I was able to ascend to a higher level of functioning as an athlete where I would make the best decisions without fearing the outcome, without the fear of failure. I could really go for it without holding on to that fear of the outcome and also without the fear of success, which is actually really common, especially in athletics, but also in other areas where you're secretly deep down below your conscious awareness, afraid of success because you are so consumed by the challenge that you won't know what to do with yourself if you do achieve your goals and dreams. And that's a big thing to overcome. And it's a negative drawback of being obsessed with the outcome. It might lead to some victories in your career or in the athletic realm, uh, but it's a slippery slope when you are motivated by the, the end result rather than the appreciation of the process and doing your absolute best 
without attaching your self-esteem to the outcome. Uh, I like Tom Bilyeu's popular show. Uh, he's the uh, the prominent entrepreneur, and um, he talks about his insatiable competitive drive that uh, prompted him to work 100 hours a week for years and years and want to become a billionaire, and then achieving all his wildest dreams and realizing that uh, toning down that competitive intensity, even though it's so celebrated in modern life, toning that down in many ways is a better path to happiness, contentment, fulfillment, rather than being insatiably driven. And every time you achieve a goal, you, instead of celebrating and taking a breath, you just look at a bigger goal. And I think so many people fall into that trap. So uh, check in with your real self and do not respond with fear of the outcome, either winning or losing. And also do not respond with concern for how others might view you. And Dave reminds us, yes, this takes vulnerability because we are programmed from a very young age by society, by our families, by everyone around us um, to care deeply how others view us. And that is a rough way to go. That's a recipe for um, emotional frailty and the ups and downs of whether you're, uh, you're, you're getting enough likes on your social media content or not, or the ranking system or what have you. So to respond without concern for others, how others might view you and just being your real and true self and being uh, open, honest, authentic, that is a recipe for uh, rising up to the next level of self-awareness and um, happiness and peace in life. Okay, uh, next. This is number six on the list, I believe. Check in with your goals here. For example, uh, the example that we started with a potentially uh, difficult, challenging conversation. Do you have any goals? If you don't, then get a nice goal and uh, that will help you decide what response gets closer to your goal. Here's a suggested goal from Dave. Happiness, this should be one of the primary goals of your life. And I love his one-liner advice here where he says, uh, in order to be happy, you have to get rid of the things that make you unhappy. And then you're left with a baseline state of happiness, right? The baby's born and gets his immediate needs met and he's a happy creature until the layers of uh, flawed societal programming start coming forth and then you're buried underneath all these things that make you unhappy every single day. So check in with your goals and set that most prominent goal of being happy. Um, next and last on the list, ask yourself, based on applying all of the items above, what response do I need to give delivered with love and compassion to get closer to achieving my goals instead of further away? So if your goal is indeed to be happy, and I love the, uh, the relationship quip here. I don't know who to attribute it to. I'm sure you've heard it before uh, as it goes. Um, do you want to be right or do you want to be married? <laughs> and so um, thinking about, boy, uh, the influence of the ego when you judge, defend, and argue, when you try to change other people's minds, and how we can unwind all that and say, hey, I just want to be happy, feel connected, feel fulfilled, feel satisfied. That can help frame your responses rather than living in a constant uh, and never-ending stream of reactivity. So thank you so much for the inspiration from Dave Rossi, author of The Imperative Habit. You can hear more of us on our four or five podcasts that we've published on the BRAD podcast, including the episode where he interviewed me. That was super fun, turning the tables. And a quick review, uh, number one, at the onset of stimulus or conversation, stop and grab the moment in time. So instead of reacting, process, plan, and think. Number two, observe the emotions 
determine the emotion and the thought driving it. As Dan Millman would say, uh, view your emotions like the passing of the clouds. Number three, accept things for what they are before responding. This includes other people's ignorance and stubbornness, except that's how it goes when you're dealing with this person uh, and realize uh, with Mark Manson's support here that the chances of changing someone's mind is really infinitesimal in most cases. Uh, next, number four, do not judge, defend, or argue. Check in with your ego. Are you just feeding your ego when you're doing these reflexive behaviors and find a better path than judging, including judging yourself, defending, or arguing? Next, uh, check in with your real self and do not respond out of your conditioned self. Also, do not respond with fear of the outcome or concern for how others might view you. Number six, check in with your goals. Do you have any goals here? Well, then get one. And the recommended one is the goal of being happy <laughs> rather than being right. And then finally, uh, based on applying all the items above, including your goal of being happy, for example, what response do I need to give delivered with love and compassion to get closer to achieving my goal rather than further away? Do you want to be right or do you want to be married? And boy, all this stuff seems so simple and doable, but I think that we fall behind when we uh, allow the reactive behaviors to take over and our propensity, for example, to judge, defend, and argue. So the next time you judge, defend, or argue, watch yourself in action. You don't have to uh, punish yourself and uh, consider yourself a loser because you didn't adhere to the recommendations, but just watch and observe and realize uh, with the outcome that you're getting further and further from your goal of feeling happy, connected, peaceful, fulfilled, and instead just replaying and, and uh, hardwiring these flawed and dysfunctional patterns into our brains. So it's about uh, you know reprogramming and bringing more awareness into it and good luck with everything. Thank you so much for listening. Listen to this show twice a year for the next 10 years and you'll be better off. Hey, I wanna tell you about Schwank Grills. This is a revolutionary portable gas infrared grill that uses the exact same heating technology as the world's best steakhouses. You heat up to 1500 degrees Fahrenheit to grill the juiciest steak you've ever tasted in as little as three minutes. Can you believe it? That's right. You do not have to go to those crowded, noisy, super overpriced steakhouses anymore when you have the same technology in your backyard. And the Schwank portable infrared grill is not just for steak. You can make chicken wings, hamburgers, seafood, lobster, vegetables. I make salmon in three minutes. They even have a pizza stone accessory. I want you to visit their very informative and mouth-watering website at schwankgrills.com. That's S-C-H-W-A-N-K. Everything you cook, faster, juicier. The speed is so important, so convenient. Uh, there's a drip tray on the bottom, so you let the juices drip down. I love the bison burger, the venison burgers. That's my game. And then you can add a mixture of butter, spices, whatever you want, into the tray. Pour it back onto your meat or your salmon for a huge improvement in flavor. 
Are you getting hungry? I am. <laughs> Let's go to schwankgrills.com, S-C-H-W-A-N-K, grills.com, and up your home cooking game. This is a one-of-a-kind grill. I have a great discount code for you. Of course, it's BRAD150 to save $150 off your purchase of a Schwank grill. Thank you for listening to the show. I love sharing the experience with you and greatly appreciate your support, please email podcast at bradventures.com with feedback, suggestions, and questions for the Q&A shows. Subscribe to our email list at bradkearns.com for a weekly blast about the published episodes and a wonderful bi-monthly newsletter edition with informative articles and practical tips for all aspects of healthy living. You can also download several awesome free eBooks when you subscribe to the email list. And if you could go to the trouble to leave a five or five star review with Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen to the shows, that would be super incredibly awesome. It helps raise the profile of the BRAD podcast and attract new listeners. And did you know that you can share a show with a friend or loved one by just hitting a few buttons in your player and firing off a text message? My awesome podcast player called Overcast allows you to actually record a soundbite excerpt from the episode you're listening to and fire it off with a quick text message. Thank you so much for spreading the word. And remember, be rad.